We got kicked out the airport because we didn't have a boarding pass. And we slept on the floor of baggage claim. Oh, my God. Girl, on the dirty floor. When I say I did not sleep for like two days, I did not eat for two days. Oh, my because God. Because airport food, first of all, cost too much. Everybody One sandwich was fourteen ninety nine, yes. And yes. it had two pieces of meat. <laughs> two pieces of meat. What? One piece of lettuce and a tomato. I said, oh, I know you lying. All that. Mm-hmm. For nothing. Oh, I'm not going to tell you the killer part. The killer part was Mother Nature paid me a visit, and she was not being friendly. Why you was in the airport? Girl, in the airport. Disrespectful. Through my leggings. Disrespectful. And then none of their little convenience shops in the airport had any hygiene what, what do we call that? A sanitary napkin. Okay, they don't... Girl, I was stuffing my underwear That's with not... tissue. Okay, yeah, this is TMI. Weird. TMI. But like, <laughs> if anybody, if anybody <laughs> understands the pain or the, you know, going through that, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. So my week has definitely been eventful. Having to drive back from Philly, come back straight to work, and take care of my daughter. Like, yeah, like I'm tired, life for you. But... Let me just, we just going to reel it back for y'all. Because she ain't even talking about none of the fun or exciting stuff. That was the bad part of your trip. But um, you went to L.A. for BT uh, weekend. So just talk about, you know, your experience. At least, like, you networking, getting the opportunity to meet people, telling them about the podcast. Well, That's exciting. You know what? I did meet a lot of people. So yeah. I did um, exchange a lot of, you know, social media hands, you know. Yes. You know, Instagram, Putting us Facebook. on for the city. Okay, I did bring my shirt out there, too. Oh, she wore her brown and back. I shirt. did. I did bring my shirt out there. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not playing no games." So like, I didn't every know time that. everybody, all the little artists, local artists or whatever, who came out there for the auditions, mm-hmm. was trying to, you know, get network mm-hmm. as well, get all their followers. Mm-hmm. Up. I was like, oh, "Okay, I got a podcast. I got a podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, follow me too." Like, Make we sure all here to network. Like, rate, and subscribe. And oh, I just had to okay. cut her off because um, the numbers been numbering, but one thing y'all have not been doing, y'all have not been writing no reviews. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Brown and Balance fam. We need y'all to go ahead. Um, if you are already subscribed to the podcast, uh, especially through uh, Apple Podcasts, just make sure that y'all just leave us a review. Continue to let us know, um, you know, your thoughts about the podcast, what you like about the podcast, some things that you want to hear. The more that you guys uh, rate us, it gives us the opportunity to, you know, be noticed more. And when people are looking for new podcasts. And potentially get sponsors. Okay, exactly. Y'all. Oh, the spot they coming. They coming. Girl. Check that email. We had Help six offers. Out, okay. We had six offers. So uh, yeah, we doing big things over here. Just 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 a little bit. So not yeah. to toot our own horn. Not to toot our toot, own toot. horn, but toot toot. <laughs> Can I get a beep, Okay, beep. look, oh, Thomas the Train. Toot toot. Yeah, toot toot. Because I was singing the R. Kelly version. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, don't never cancel. Mind. Don't don't cancel. Don't cancel. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I feel like this is a perfect way to transition into our our topic for the day, which is going to be about triggers. Triggered. What triggers you, and why do you get triggered? When I'm on your face, triggered. When I see your face, girl. Triggered. <laughs> I do love that song. Triggered. That song make you mad though. That song will piss you off at your ex. It will piss you, girl. Off. I, when that song came out, I played that like four times in a row. She was like. As soon as it dropped, I said, oh, play that again. So turn that back on. Uh-uh. That one and what is the other one? Jesus, why I can't think of it. Which ooh, ooh, it's another one about exes that Janae Iko got. Oh, I thought God. you was about to say I that. I cannot uh, think of it. Bands by oh. Seven Streeter because that's my song. Oh, I love Bands by <laughs> Seven Streeter. That is the one. That's okay. the one for sure. Trying why to be I can't think of it? It's the one where she, damn, she got a lot of songs with uh, Big Shine on it. It's the one where, um... Oh my god, I can't even think of we it. I'm so mad at myself. We're gonna have to come back to that thought. I hate when I do that. I ain't got time to just be wasting y'all time either. Watch, I'm gonna just find it. I'm just no, let her but we, we definitely wanted to talk about triggers just because I feel like this is a very, very important talk a topic to talk about with triggers just because I feel like a lot of us are triggered by things that we don't even realize or recognize our triggers. So we gonna we wrote down a couple questions that we wanted to ask each other and we wanted to ask all of our listeners about triggers. So like Deja said, if you guys can leave us a review or send us an email, you guys can give us a response there of what triggers you, how you guys handle your triggers and coping mechanisms. Oh my goodness. Coping mechanism. Coping mega what? Coping mechanisms. Is it mechanism? Yeah, or mecha mechanisms? Mechanisms. Mechanisms. 
Watch me keep saying As y'all can like tell, that. baby, I'm that tired. I'm like, listen, y'all, I just got off work, okay? I am tired. So, if you guys don't realize this is a commitment for us, I just That's got off work. That's what I'm saying, y'all. We be having to do a lot. Okay. So, please make sure that y'all just, you know, keep the momentum going. Keep listening. Keep sharing it. Leave us these reviews. Ain't nobody trying to work until they're 65. Okay, help us. We help is you. tired, okay? We're tired. We, are we just want to serve y'all. That's all I want to do. And have fun and make money with my best friend and make an impact. And I found the song. None of your concern. Oh my None god! You know I was just listening to that in the car. What I love. I was that just song. listening to that. Oh in my the car. god! I love none of your concern. You know what? That must have been on my shuffle playlist. Like sometimes yes. Apple be knowing my moods. Yes, they be. Knowing. They be playing the sad songs, the angry songs, when I'm upset. They be like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But um, like she said, the topic for today is definitely going to be about triggers. So I'm about to go ahead and pull up uh, question number one just to start it off. And what does triggers mean to you, Stephanie? Okay, so for me, my <clears throat> definition of triggers is something that basically brings you out of your character, of your natural behavior Ooh, element. That's good. So basically, if anything ever makes you feel uncomfortable, uneasy, unsure, unclear, I feel like that's something that may be triggering you. Whether mm-hmm. you recognize it as a trigger yet or mm-hmm. not, I feel like it's very important for us to kind of recognize everything that we go through on a daily basis just because mm-hmm. we're all humans. So we all have, you know, our days where we're very high. We have our days where we're very low or something. May, it could be something super insignificant where it's minor, but it still triggered you. Mm-hmm. So unless you recognize where that rooted issue came from, I feel like you have to try to hold yourself accountable for your own triggers because we can only take care of ourselves. So my de- that's my definition of trigger. So what does triggering mean to you, though, Deja? Oh, look at Stephanie. She gave that nice little oh short answer. Oh, my gosh. Y'all know she be a little <laughs> long-winded, like a pastor sometimes. You be like, oh, Okay, we're about to leave at 1130. Right. It's <laughs> That's definitely how your answers be. But, no, that was that was really, really good. Um, what does it mean to be triggered? Um, to me, I think that triggers are definitely based on your experience or things that you have gone through in the past that have caused you to feel away. I feel like when you are faced with certain triggers, depending on what that looks like for you, um, to me, it's more so like an emotional response. It could bring up uh, angry feeling, uh, something, you know, of sadness. It's basically an emotional response. Uh, we all have been triggered. We all have experienced something in our life that has caused us to feel triggered. Uh, I'll just go ahead and start it off with one of the one of the things that I noticed that is my trigger. Okay. Um, just just at least one of them. I would have to say negativity is a trigger for me. I feel like anytime somebody puts me in a position, uh, for example, I have a family member. Anytime I talk to that person, it's just like nothing is ever good going on in their life. Every time I talk to them, I can start off really nice, vibrant, positive, And then by me at conversation, I can't even get through five minutes with this person. I'm instantly triggered. Like I start feeling upset. I start feeling angry and frustrated. And then I just instantly want to get off the phone because now they're pulling something out of me that I wasn't feeling before. And that's negativity. Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody is just have a total disregard for life and they don't see the positivity in anything like they're not grateful for nothing they always complaining that is a trigger for me because at one point i was a complainer i would have people tell me like oh there's like you know you complain a lot and i'm like do i i didn't even know that i was doing i didn't even know that i was doing that until somebody brought it to my attention. So now it's a trigger to me when I see somebody else doing it. Just constantly because always you're complaining. Yeah, yeah. But it's something that I was able to overcome. Because now I am definitely so positive. I'm always pouring into others. I'm always just, even if they are negative, I try to turn that back around. And make them appreciate the good in life. Or whatever it is that they're going through. Because sometimes people think that things are happening to them. And it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. So you definitely have to be grateful. But negative negativity is a no for me you call me and you negative mm-mm, i gotta cut that conversation real short to you if i'm talking to you and you oh, i had a bad day everybody had bad days but if i talk to you and you got a bad day every time i talk to you or you just find something to be negative about and you just constantly live in the past to the point where you don't even see what's going on in the present and then you know 
I, I can't do it. So that's that's definitely a trigger for me. But that's that's good that you're able to recognize that about yourself because mm-hmm. a lot of times when people be telling us a, a, about ourselves the truth, you know, mm-hmm. truth hurts. But it sometimes does. it's necessary for us to elevate and to help ourselves grow, to better ourselves because think about it. If you're doing something constantly and it's part of your your normal routine exactly. because that's just you, you don't are, notice you it. would mm-hmm. never ever notice it because you don't mm-hmm. see it from a different perspective, from a different pair of eyes. Right. So somebody else who's not you may be able to recognize that and be like, hey, girl, you always you always doing this. Like, why do you mm-hmm. always act like that? Like, you always in a bad mood. Like, damn, am I? Like, yeah, I never would Or what realized. happened to you to make you turn yes. to that person? But we or don't to ask that. feel that way. Yeah. And that's so crazy because I feel like, and I'm so sorry, I feel like we're not even going to get through all of our questions because we do this all the time. And a lot of times before we even ask the question, we end up answering it. I think a lot of times when it comes to triggers, people get that mistaken for you're overreacting. Being dramatic. You're being dramatic. Oh, my mom used it's to say that It's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. My mom used to say mm-hmm. that a lot. And I think that mm-hmm. was, I think, you know what? I think people that was one of my triggers. Yes. I think that was, I th- honestly, I'm going to just be honest. I think that's one of my triggers personally mm-hmm. is having my feelings invalidated mm. you know and in terms it you know it makes me feel lonely yeah. in my own feelings in my own thoughts in my own you know reality you know when somebody else doesn't take the initiative to actually hear you out because i never realized this and i know we said i said this before in the previous episode but it's too it means something different you can hear somebody and not be listening to them you know what i mean and i feel like that goes over a lot of people's head where people are trying to you know relate to you and try to be vulnerable with people mm-hmm. about their triggers or be vocal about things. And then as soon as they are vocal, it, it goes nowhere for them. And and thus they're still being triggered because that person didn't take the initiative to be like, Oh, this person just told me this in the third, but I'm still going to do it anyway. Like yeah. invalidating that person's total disregard for that person's feelings, how they're going to mm-hmm. take this, how they're going to perceive it on the receiving end. People never realize that what you put out there always has a receiving end. It does. It doesn't go in the limbo. That's just like with the negativity. If you put out negative energy, you're going to get that return. Get negative negativity back to you. Mm-hmm. Like I could start off on the phone positive, but then if you being negative, now you negative didn't hit me. So now I'm being negative because mm-hmm. now I'm getting frustrated with you. Like, look, I don't so want to hear that. You? I don't want to talk. Yes, I know that it affects mm-hmm. me. I know that it's a trigger because anytime I talk to this person, I I can I can't even talk to them. I know as soon as the phone rings it instantly triggers me. Like, I don't even want to answer the phone. I don't even want to entertain Mm -hmm. a conversation. Or I don't even want to be around you because I know that the minute that I see you, our interaction with each other is not going to be a positive positive one. You're going to bring something out of me, you know, where I feel like, that's so crazy because I I grew up in a household full of a lot of uh, chaos. So I think that's also, you know, another trigger. The minute that somebody is, you know, even if they're not yelling at me, if like they're yelling and around they're just, me. yeah, around me, it just honestly, that's why I say it triggers, it's an emotional response. It don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be anger or sadness. It could also be fear. You know, it could put you in the mindset if something happened to you as a child, now you are fearful. When people are arguing around you or somebody is yelling, mm-hmm. it puts you in that mindset of, oh my God, I'm a child and I'm scared and I can't defend myself or I don't know how this is going to turn out. So now I'm triggered. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm I'm fearful. I'm having a panic attack. I don't know, you know, how to get out of this. I don't know if I express myself. If like you just like I just said before, if somebody's gonna say, Oh my god, you're overreacting, girl, you being dramatic. No, you don't understand the type of environment that I grew up around or what I have experienced. So when people put me in situations like that, I gotta get out of there. I gotta protect my peace. That's the most important to me. The minute that somebody puts me in a position where I feel like I'm not protected anymore, I feel triggered, I feel exposed, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to handle it, so the best thing for me is, at least for protecting my peace, is to just walk away and just try to eliminate that. I feel like a lot of people don't also realize with triggers... It also has comes with a mild form of PTSD a lot of the times. That, we, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like you said, a lot of the times when we are triggered, it automatically makes us go into survival mode, mm-hmm. to go into defense mode because we're trying to protect ourselves. Exactly. We're trying to protect our emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what? I have I was watching a podcast actually about this, a TED talk actually. About, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, about adverse um, traumatic events okay. in children. 
So they was talking about how, you know, PTSD and triggers mm-hmm. in children based on experiences. And a lot of the times, a lot of these statistics were based on, obviously, like the low class or the middle class. People who don't really have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. However, if you actually go back and they had you take a test where you went back to say how many times you felt triggered when you was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was like the most basic questions. Your mom and dad got an argument. Were you, were you triggered? How did you feel? Mm-hmm. How did you react? Mm-hmm. And like the agent said, with your triggers, it's not always just about how you feel. It's about how you respond, too. Mm-hmm. So if her response was to, to leave or to flee, that was her defense You're mechanism. Scared. That was her survival. <laughs> yes. That was her <laughs> adverse be mm-hmm. telling her and her body a trigger in her mind was like oh oh you got to go because something's bad about to happen yes yeah and that's not that's not a feeling anybody wants to have Mm-mm. so it's like with a lot of our triggers we have those ptds mm-hmm. moments where we're just like how do we stop this one of the questions that we were asking today as well is how do you respond to your triggers so some of my responses of how i deal with my triggers if i am triggered is breathing so a lot of my triggers depending on how severe it is mm-hmm. I could, just being honest, go into a state of shock. I can go and have a panic attack. And with me having panic attacks, that's me having to pull myself out of that hole. So for me, I have to take deep breaths. I have to count back from 10 in my head. And I have to just calm my whole entire body because my heart is racing now. And I need Mm -hmm. to stop that. I need to slow it down a little bit. And sometimes when you're triggered, everything doesn't always work in that very... Mm-hmm. moment instantly for you it may take a few minutes it may take a, a week for you to recharge or reset yourself just from that actual trigger from that instance or that circumstance or experience and don't avoid it avoiding no, it yes. will constantly that's the, no that's the biggest problem though. yeah if you avoid it it will constantly become a trigger for yes. you because you're not expressing it so then when you do express it you know it's going to come out in different ways so you definitely don't want to ignore what's what you're feeling inside and what's going on with you. You want to make sure that you acknowledge it. That's yes. the way to handle it properly is to acknowledge how you're feeling in that moment, what's going on with you. And don't be afraid to let somebody know like, hey, you know, this upset me or this put me in this type of mindset or this made me sad when you did this. Or, you know, like let people know what they're doing as well, because a lot of people do things to you and they don't recognize that they're doing it. So it's super important for you to be in situations where others around you, if people really love you and care about you, they should be mindful and they should make sure that they're catering to those things and catering to your triggers. I'll just give you guys another like little uh, quick thing that like, y'all probably going to be like, girl, everything trigger you. You can't even <laughs> go outside. You scared of outside. Girl, oh my God. <laughs> no, for real. Make me think of that movie Bird Box. Like you just can't even go. Was it Bird Box? Yeah. yeah. Can't even go outside. Well, they had a couple. So or the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I was going to say, um, I, and I hate to bring up sad stuff, but it's kind of crazy because it was um, my cousin's uh, birthday. Um, she had passed away in a car accident, and I didn't realize that this was a trigger for me, but um, when people drink and drive, it is a huge trigger for me. Mm-hmm. I remember just hanging out with a friend, and um, everybody was all turned up or whatever, uh, had a couple of drinks. Uh, however, I was definitely sober and my friend was a little bit tipsy. Not super drunk, but, you know, tipsy enough to like where I definitely didn't feel safe or comfortable with her driving. And I wanted to drive the car so bad. We're constantly going back and forth, back and forth. And I automatically got triggered. And I don't think she recognized that it was a trigger for me. Like, I don't feel safe anymore. You know, like you're compromising my you know, my life in in this moment, I've lost somebody, you know, to a car accident because they were hanging out with their friend when, when my cousin had passed away. Her her friend was taking drinks and apparently her friend was a little bit more, you know, tipsier and drunker than her. And, and people people don't recognize it you know like when they drink and they just they feeling good in the moment and they just think i don't know why when people drink liquor they just think it get them superpowers like they could just do anything so i swear that to god like courage, yeah man. that liquor courage they just turn into like super damn uh power rangers or something like i can do anything no you cannot drive like please you know like take a moment to listen to people and to recognize like in that moment I was triggered because now I'm arguing with you now I'm fearful you know I don't want us to get into an argument to the point where you know this could ruin our friendship but you need to understand when I tell you 
why I feel the way that I feel, you're you're still disregarding that. You're saying that I'm being dramatic. You know that I have lost someone in a car accident from their friend drinking and driving. I'm pretty sure they had that same conversation before my cousin and her friend got in that car and her saying like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me drive. Or or probably telling her, take a minute, drink some water. Oh, girl, you're going to be good. Or oh, girl, we going to... Exactly. Like, oh, I, we, we straight. We'll be able to get to where we mm. going. Don't worry and stuff. Or, oh, I got this. I drink and drive all the time. Well, that's not a good thing. And now you're compromising everybody else, you know, in the back of the car. It's bad enough driving a car sober and worrying about the next driver. Okay. But for you to be in a position where you're not fully aware and conscious of what's going on, but you think you are i don't know how this took that turn i'm so sorry but i know that that is definitely a trigger for me is if i let somebody know how that death affected me and how i feel about people drinking and driving and then when i put in a position and somebody do that and then they disregard how i feel in that moment like i'm literally the person that I just be like you know what i'm good i will literally i don't care if it's three o'clock in the morning y'all go ahead and get in the car i will go get me an uber hate to do that because now i'm putting myself at risk again for something to potentially happen to me and i'm supposed to be safe with my friends but now i I just don't want to take that risk now i need to call somebody else to pick me up if not an uber somebody that i feel safe with that'll come and get me in that moment but um i just learned something new about you yeah long story short don't get in the car with other people just take your own. No, you can't. I mean, <laughs> I always look at it like this, too. Mm-hmm. I try to not to take things so personally with people, with yeah. triggers, just because, mm-hmm. like Dia just said, some people don't know your triggers unless you are vocal about them. Yeah. So, in that situation, yeah, I completely understand because you told the person. Yeah, they I told were, the They person, were more yeah. than aware and still, like I said, granted, you said that they were drunk. They mm-hmm. wasn't in their right mind to think clearly. They, yeah. They didn't and have, they knew prior to yeah. being drunk, though, like, that this is a trigger yeah. for me. Like, you know, if somebody say, oh, well, how come when we, you know how me and you be talking about just going out or having a little bit of anxiety because we both, you know, we'll probably dig into this deeper (laughs) another time or maybe like a part two to this episode. But we both have experienced, you know, some things in our past, you know, hanging around with friends and people or going to parties and not being protected. And now every time you go to a party or you being put in that type of environment, you automatically feel unsafe. I'm not gonna lie. I honestly think that's why I drive everywhere. Like yes. I'm I'm one of those so I'm one of those friends that like I'll meet you there. I'll pick you up. Mm-hmm. Like I trust myself before I'll trust the next person. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's and that's just me being real. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if that is part of my triggers too. Mm-hmm. Well if you know, feeling I guess the sense of un, not feeling in control. I guess that is kind exactly. of Exactly. It is. You know, because I felt like that even growing up, you know, with exactly. with my parents, you know, yeah. not, you know, not listening to me, not feeling mm-hmm. like I was in control in even in relationships in high school. I didn't feel like I was in control of that relationship with my, you know, with my boyfriend at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like it was always me trying to people please. Yes. Or even even with your friendships, you know, feeling like you don't have a voice like, OK, we're going to do this or we're going to do that or always going with the flow of other people and feeling like you don't have an opportunity to express how you feel or being dragged to a party when you have experienced something bad and you felt unsafe. Now it's like, oh, my God, can I trust these oh. people? I don't know what I'm going to walk into. Is this a setup? No, is I, this a setup? I say that every time. I'm not going to lie. I do not. Just based off of my previous experiences, like you just said, we've both been through a lot of things. And yeah. we all got sad stories, you know. Yeah. But me personally, in today's day and age, I do not drink and smoke with just anybody. If mm-hmm. I do not know you, I no, I don't know what you got. I don't mm-hmm. know what spirit is on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything that's touching you. On this. Yeah. No, I, man, spirits travel. Listen, spirits are attached to everything that we touch yeah. and everything that we do. People keep acting like it's not that... Those trigger you too. It could be the spirit that's exactly. triggering you. People exactly. People don't understand that. A lot of people carry those demons with them and those those tired spirits with them and yeah. exhausted spirits, those demonic spirits. And that could be what's triggering mm-hmm. you is because something in you is like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Something is not right with this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but you're not safe. And I'm not going to lie. Another trigger of mine is it, it's kind of similar to the mm-hmm. ages. It's feeling uncontrolled. Like mm-hmm. uncontrolled and feeling like I can't do what I need to do for myself. Mm-hmm. That's just like this prime example. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this before. If you are dating someone mm-hmm. and you are spending night over someone's house, mm-hmm. if you ever had a restless night, that was your spirit. Yeah. That was your spirit telling you that you are not in alignment, that there is something wrong with this place, this person, anything around you in this environment is not right for you. That is a trigger for me. If I can't get no good night rest mm-hmm. with you, 
That is a trigger for me. That means and that I'm unsafe with you. Yes. And you would prefer to be in the safety of your home yes. where you know that you can control what's going on. Yes. The environment, the mood, the energy, everything Girl. that's there. But that's why I said, I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all feel like, dang, Deja, how many triggers do you got? I personally, I'm not I'm not a smoker. I'm not a drinker. You know, if I go out on occasions to celebrate somebody, you know, something simple, like a little margarita, a little Long Island, you know. You like, love you some Long so, Islands. I do like a little Long <laughs> Island, now. Now, don't judge me. All my church people on there <laughs> listening, look. <laughs> Don't get triggered by what I go through. Hey, you know? Jesus drank wine. <laughs> and he did. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of wine. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit no, of wine. No, it's not. It's, not. it's just when it becomes to a problem where you're turning into somebody else. But yes. I grew up in a very like chaotic household. I've experienced and witnessed a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have at an early age. So when I see people drinking... Drinking changes people. Everybody is not like a fun drinker no. or even smoking. That is so scary. I just try to make sure that I keep myself out of those type of situations because those are not situations or those are not environments that are welcoming to me. I naturally have like high energy. I'm a person where it really doesn't matter where we at. I just try to go with the flow and like have fun. Like I don't mind dancing. I don't mind uh, being like the silly person, making a fool of myself, doing a little bit of karaoke. Any type, anywhere that got some music, like I'm going to dance and I'm going to have fun. But I don't feel the need to suppress how I feel with alcohol or with smoking in order to become socially comfortable with people. I can just talk to a complete stranger for the next two hours. I'm not a person that, and if I, if I see somebody like that, I just kind of prefer not to uh, have that energy around me. If I was cool with you when we were sober and then you turn into somebody else different once you're drinking, that's hey, I mean, really that's are. you. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. But I can't, my, my spirit not going to align with that. I would prefer not to be in that type of room with people that feel like they got to suppress, you know, what they feeling because yeah. it lets me know that you're not comfortable with who you are unless you have... Uh, a blunt in your hand or a red cup and i'm okay on people like that i like to be around people that know who they are you know if you do know your triggers we're going to acknowledge those we're going to try to make sure that everybody's safe have a good time have a good vibe but we definitely don't need all that to have fun and if i put somebody in a position where they feel like oh this is a trigger for me okay let me figure out how else i can make you a little bit more comfortable I mean, it's important to ask each other, you know, even in your friendships and mm-hmm. your romantic relationships, you need to ask each other, what are your triggers mm-hmm. or how can I help you through your triggers? Because some people do yes. need help. And I feel like the first step is always recognizing it. So I know for me, it's not something that I recognize immediately. It wasn't until after I started going to therapy that mm-hmm. I realized some of my triggers or things that bothered me, you know, like another trigger of mine is loneliness. So the feeling or the act, I guess... I guess the act and feeling of being lonely, you know, where it just feels like no one is around you or cares mm-hmm. enough about your feelings. That's what I mean by lonely. Not like the physical form. I mean, like mentally, spiritually, emotionally lonely, you know, because I feel like that means a, that's completely different because I can be in a room with a thousand people and still feel alone if I don't have that connection, you know, where I feel like somebody's actually trying to hear me out or, you know, listen to me. And I feel like that's a, a lot of triggers that we have with not being vocal is because we feel like people around us don't care enough and that's our first mistake is because mm-hmm. a lot of people do we just have to say it in a way where it's not coming off rude but we have to be assertive because you have to take care of yourself so like once you start recognizing those triggers that you guys do have because i know we all have something and it could be super small it like i said it could be something that you do on a regular basis where it could be something stupid where like somebody hangs up on you and that's a trigger for you like I'm just being honest Mm -hmm. like it could be something so insignificant where you just like dang that really bothers you that much yeah it did actually Mm -hmm. and this is why it bothered me because of xyz I've been through this right and now now you feel rejected exactly the the rejection the you know Mm -hmm. the decline the turn away like the slap in the face where it's like damn you just closed this door on my face like Mm -hmm. okay I was trying to have a conversation and express my feelings but you hung up on me instead of Mm -hmm. listening to me that's a trigger yeah so we do have like a couple other questions. Like I know we kind of we kind of dug deep a little bit in this one right here talking about these triggers, but I feel no, like triggers is a lot. It is, and it looks different for so many people. And I think that you just have to get to a place where you are self aware mm-hmm. and that you work on yourself and that you know what is triggering you so that you can show up. Um, you know, 
as a better person, you know, in your friendships or in your relationships or just even in the world. Like I had mentioned before, it's important for you to acknowledge what your triggers are and that you don't suppress it. Do not try to suppress it with alcohol. Don't try to, you know, suppress it with, you know, smoking. Like, just try to work through it a different way. Well, or don't even try to su- suppress it by not talking yeah. about it. Don't, yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. I think that's the worst is because we, a lot of the times, yeah. I feel like we all bury things that bother us so much because exactly. we get tired of repeating ourselves. Mm-hmm. We get tired of trying to defend ourselves and our feelings mm-hmm. and try to justify, like, oh, no. I feel this way because of X, Y, Z. And stand strong in that, however yes. you feel, yes. you know? Don't let anybody make you feel like you're overreacting, you know? Like, be strong in how you feel. You feel that way for a reason. Whether they know what that reason is or not, you know, you have to, you are responsible for yourself, your own happiness, and how you respond to things. Mm-hmm. So it's super important. Um, another question that I did have, um, we both will go back and forth. Uh, when is the last time that you felt triggered? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I was triggered today. <laughs> I was, actually. I <laughs> That's was. okay. Talk about it. Talk I'm about just, it. I mean, I'm, I can only be honest. I was. Exactly. I was. I had a trigger moment today, and it was back to feeling unsure and, uncontro- you know, not having control in a situation. Um, I'm trying not to dig so deep into it, but... It was primarily just me trying to express my feelings. And if I feel like I'm expressing myself and it's getting nowhere because you keep trying to short answer me or, you know, I feel like I kind of take sometimes short answer and it's like belittling me in my feelings. Because if I'm trying to be completely 100% transparent and vulnerable with you and you're giving me this cookie cutter ass response like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm sorry that you feel that way. It's like, are you though? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you're not really trying to respond to me. I feel like now you're trying to shut me up. Mm-hmm. So that triggers me because now I'm like, okay, do you even care about how I feel? Like, how can you say that you care about somebody or you love somebody if you mm-hmm. don't even bother to, to check on them? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's not even meaning like physically like going in person to see them. I mean, like it could be like a short little text message. It could be a quick little, hey, how you doing? Like, how are you feeling like mentally? How are you spiritually? How are you emotionally? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like digging deeper past that service level to ask somebody how they are truly doing. That means something to me, you know, because I feel like if I'm pouring into you and I'm not getting nothing in return and my cup is still empty, something is wrong. That is triggering me because now I'm not gaining anything out of this. Now I'm like, is this a one-sided friendship? And that's a trigger of feeling lonely, of feeling like you're unsure. Un- you have unclarity with somebody or a relationship or a friendship and you have to keep guessing like, damn, does this person really mess with me? Like, does this person really care about me? Does this person really got me? Yes. That's a trigger for me to have to keep guessing. I don't want to have to guess in any of my relationships in my oh, life, in my friendship, platonic, rom- romantic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to guess your feelings. If mm-hmm. I can't, if you're not showing me with your actions that you fuck with me, then you don't fuck with me. That is your, that is your answer for me. Mm-hmm. You're already showing me your true colors of who you are. I'm like, I'm, shit, I was triggered today. I'm not going to lie. I had a whole little, you know, a good little car cry on my, on my way here to the edge's house. And it was necessary, you know, because I'm not a crier. So it's just like, I'm a sensitive person, but I'm not emotional. You know, like I don't wear my heart on my sleeve. So like I hold a lot of, a lot of stuff in. So when mine, when my emotions get built up, it's like a ticking time bomb. Now it's like you poking the bear, like you fucking with the wood woodpecker like you just keep poking me now i'm like okay now i'm about to blow up and it's about to be for multiple reasons it's not just about to be one solely issue and now it's like damn now i had this trigger me this trigger me now this trigger me now i have to think about all these things that triggered me recently and over the past whether it's a couple weeks couple months and that is something that i have to work on myself you know of trying to acknowledge my feelings in that actual moment when i feel them sometimes i suppress my feelings to not have to think about it or have to deal with it because I don't have enough energy for it. You know, energy plays a, a lot. You know, we don't have energy for a lot of things and we still have to keep going and keep moving. That It gets hard, you know, trying to find energy in everyday, just regular routines of going to the grocery store, putting gas in your car, taking care of your kids, taking a shower, going to work, clocking in. Like, all these are daily routines that we have to keep going through. And it could be something right there in those daily routines that trigger you all the time. When is the last time you've been triggered, Deja? I know I just, girl, I already told you about my little cry, so. Hmm. The last time I felt triggered. Honestly. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm heavy. I'm protecting my peace. So I really and I try not that. to let people 
bother me and affect me in that way. Um, it was a couple. It was a couple of weeks ago. I haven't been. I haven't been triggered. Um, I haven't been triggered lately. It was about that same. It was about that same family member I just told y'all about. They shall remain nameless and will not put yeah, nobody out there. Yeah, we don't name like drop over that. here. We, we ain't one of those. <laughs> we, we not. We not one of those. Susie. Okay, we ain't no clout chases over ne- here. Negative Nancy. That's our name. We just gonna call her Negative Nancy. Yeah. I The <laughs> same situation, like I mentioned before, just on the phone and. That person just started talking negative, just start bringing up a lot of things that has happened to them in the past. And it's not that I don't acknowledge what has happened to them in the past and what has, you know, made them feel the way that they do and how they show up in the world. But when it becomes redundant and I notice that whenever people bring me problems, it's the same problem every time. And I give you advice. You don't take it. You don't listen. You don't want to hear it. I am triggered. You're making me upset. I noticed that I'm not responding in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. You probably called me to get some positivity or just to vent. However, like she just mentioned before, it's not serving me because I see no value in the conversation. It's not a conversation where when I get off the phone, I feel any better. I'm more cheerful than I was. I'm more hopeful. I'm more inspired. I'm literally <laughs> the getting emphasis on nothing. inspired. <laughs> Yes, emphasis on inspired. I'm not inspired. It's it's just nothing. It's just dead. I don't like getting off the phone with somebody and or talking to somebody and then now I feel drained. And I know I can get emotionally uh drained real quick because I I carry a lot of emotion. I carry a lot of I'm very passionate. I feel stuff too much for people. I have you a feel, big heart for Do you people. feel your emotions intensely? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Because when I, when I show up for people, I try to show up and be present. And being present doesn't always mean, like, when I say show up, like, doing stuff for people, it's not always, like, financially. It's literally just me showing up, me making sure that I attend every event, me making sure any time that you call me that I don't miss your phone call, that I answer the phone, that I acknowledge how you're feeling, and that I'm just really present in my relationships with everybody, all of my family members. Okay, I got to do this for this person. I got to do that for this person. Oh, I forgot I was supposed to go here this weekend. Oh, it's this person's birthday. I really pour into people, even with text messages. I give people so much more than they give me. I use a lot of words of affirmation. I'm always the person like, oh, you should do this, that, and the third. I I believe that you should do this. Oh, are you feeling like this? Let me pray for you. And it is draining. And sometimes it can be a trigger when it's very redundant. And like I said, my number one trigger is negativity. So the minute that I feel like all of the positive stuff that I'm giving them, they just, it's almost like like God versus the devil. Like you're just trying to get them good, good, good. And then it's like, yes, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, okay, I, I give up. I'm going to just let you fall on the floor and you're going to figure out how to pick yourself back up because I can't do this. Well, let me ask you a question, Deja. So if negativity is one of your triggers, uh-huh. how do you deal with that? Like, how do you work through those triggers? I try not to allow myself to be negative. And then I also try to make sure that I don't allow anybody to put me in a position to feel negative. Do I have days where, it, you know, those thoughts can come back to me? Like if I'm having a bad day and I feel negatively, you know, towards something or something may have happened to me and I feel like things are not going my way that day. Yeah, you know, quite naturally, you know, your emotions can get, you know, high and you'll feel, you'll get drawn back into that. I just don't stay in it. Okay. I do allow myself to feel, but I don't allow myself to stay in stuff. You don't want to be sad. Exactly. Okay. So if I'm sad, I do, I, I think it's very important. That's why I said acknowledge how you feel. It's very important when I am sad, I allow myself to be sad. I allow myself to just go ahead and get that quick cry out because it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. When you hold stuff in, you know, it's too much and now you're just carrying all of this. Then when you do finally let it out, it's like a big outburst. So for me, I just try to make sure that I feel whatever emotion it is at that time. And then I just let it go. I mean, because I'm, it's going to be another day where I'm being emotional. It is. I mean, we're going to always go through emotions every day. I, and it's like, like I said, I want to make sure that with you guys tuning in with us, I don't want you guys to feel like we're just talking or venting. Like, I want you guys to actually gain something. So, like, I know for me, with trying to help myself work through my triggers or mm-hmm. my emotions, I have a lot of music therapy. Oh, that's know? a good one. I, I paint. You know, I write. I write a lot of poems in my phone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
it, it don't have to be long poems. It doesn't have to be, you know, super metaphoric. You know, it doesn't have to be super strong. It could just be something that helps you release that energy mm-hmm. out of your body. Exactly. That, you know, because once you release, release that toxic out your body, you do start feeling better. That's mm-hmm. just like when I just had my good-ass little car cry. Hell yeah, I feel better. Because you allowed yourself to feel it. When you allow yourself to feel it and you yes. go through it, you're going to get through it. Yes, and you have. that was one of the part of the things that we want to talk about is what triggers is with the PTSD and the malforms, all these different mm-hmm. variations of triggers because it's a broad spectrum. Right. This is a broad umbrella of how many different emotions you can go through. Jealousy, anger, heartache, pain, fear, sad. Fear is yes. so big. I feel like we're all scared of something. And if anybody who tells you that they're not, they lie. They just they don't want to admit it. Exactly. And a lot of us have that fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, and as much as, oh, I don't care what nobody think about me. To a degree, you do. To a degree, you do. You may not care to enough to the point where you losing sleep. But we right, all. Because now you just overly confident to exactly. not show none of your cracks. You we're all like, human. Mm-hmm. We have human ways and human behavior. Where yeah. we're, gonna, we're not going to always respond in the most appropriate manner. What if something does trigger me and while I'm still in my healing journey, because I'm not fully healed, while I'm right. still in my healing journey, something that triggers me may bring me back to square one where I just took two steps back because now I'm pissed off again. Mm-hmm. Now I have to try to work through that emotion to try mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, I tried this the first time. This didn't work out because now I'm still upset about the same situation. What can I do going forward to make me not feel like this in, going like in the future? What can mm-hmm. I do? What other... techniques or things that I can do for myself you know whether it's venting to a friend like I'm not gonna lie I do feel bad sometimes because I feel like I call DeAsia a lot you know I do no you don't I feel like I do even if you feel like I don't you have Mm -hmm. to understand the type of person I am because you know me I don't ask for anything like I don't like intruding on people I don't like feeling like a burden because I, I I understand that in this world that we all go through shit so who the fuck am I to think that my problems are more important than yours? I'm just, that's just how I am. Yeah. You know, and whether you don't take it that way, mm-hmm. I'm just more mindful and respectful of people's energy. Just like Deja said, I would right. never want to call her and always be that negative-ass person right. calling like, damn, girl, this in the third But lady. see, that's what makes our relationship different, though, is because you just said that you're mindful of the energy that you give out. Some people are not mindful. Some people are not aware. They just give it straight to you. They just True. go straight in. Just nasty, raw with it. Like, hold on, can we ease into this yeah, first? No kind of, no kind. Of, like they just going straight in. Like, hold on. You know, I think give me a second. Let me warm to people who up to this conversation. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. They don't ask how you doing. You don't know if people have the mental capacity to take on what you're Ooh. putting out to them. Say that they again. don't know. Say they don't again. know. You don't know if people have the mental capacity mm. to accept what you're giving to them Mm. you don't know it's important for you to recognize and to acknowledge other people hey how you doing today how are you how was your day do you mind if i take up five minutes of your day and explain to you what just happened to me of course now we can get into it what Mm. happened friend how can I help you Yo. get through that? You just need somebody to listen to you. I got you. But huh, you're going to listen to me first because you called me. That was absolutely beautiful. What? That was absolutely <laughs> beautiful because that is how we need to be with each other. Yes. You have to ask if people have the Every mental capacity, talk, emotional say, capacity. Yes. Damn. Because you don't know how somebody feeling or what they went through that mm-hmm. day. You don't know if they just got a phone call about somebody being in a hospital or a family member or dealing with their child or dealing with work. You just don't know. So it's important for you to recognize it. They already dealing with enough on their own and they trying to battle how they feel. So sometimes those triggers get brought back up because like you just said, you're going to feel like, dang, I got everybody else. Who got me? Hold on, just who ask does, me how I'm doing. Who does the strong person go to? Who do they follow? Who do the with? strong person go to? I be going to God. That's what helped me. That, but amen. I was just saying how music is your therapy. I think it's important for people to just take self inventory. Just start taking some self inventory. Things that they like. Find out what yes. you actually enjoy. What actually makes find you, out who, you happy. Find out who's triggering you too. That's why I said take Ooh, that self inventory. Yes. If 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 you talk to this one particular person and you always feel some type of way, whether that's angry, whether that's mad, whether that's sad, or even if it's you don't know if they're trying family, to be shady. You don't know. You just know that every time you around them, you feel some type of way. It could be an associate, you know, like in the friend group, whoever that is, just take inventory of that. Mm. Feel that, accept that, acknowledge it, and know that you deserve better and move around so you don't constantly be triggered every time you come around that person. 
Yes. Do that for yourself. If you don't do nothing else, do that for yourself. Yes, and find those techniques that's, that's mm-hmm. going to work for you. Because like Deja said, journaling. No, no person is the same. No situation mm-hmm. is going to be the same for anybody. We may have similar situations that we've been through or experiences, mm-hmm. but how you felt is not how I felt in that moment. Okay. You see what I'm saying? We're two different people. Mm-hmm. So you recognizing your your flaws or your your ways of what triggers you and those people around you or experiences or circumstances that trigger you as well, you need to try to like the agent said, take inventory. You make you need to make a mental note for yourself to be like, you know what, do I wanna allow myself to continue to be triggered? Right. Or do I wanna stop this trigger? Right. Do I want to feed into this trigger or do right. I wanna heal this trigger? It you have to you have to make the decision yourself because no one can do it for you. Exactly. So whether, like Deja said, journaling helps her. She writes. I love writing. We love both it. love writing. I think that was something that was very, interesting very that we, we can, you yeah, know, share. Yeah, something we both got in common. <laughs> yeah, we both like writing. Remember one time we was actually going to write a book together? Yeah. That was crazy. That was like oh, in I 2018. Still have I still have the pages. I still oh, have the, yeah. I still I still the rest of It was called Grindy. Yes, and I still got the email. She has sent me like the little thing on um, what is that on Google? Yeah, yeah, um, like with the storylines. I'm stuff. still it was like it. adding that in there. Yeah, so I wrote a book. I want her to write a book. My book got published. Yet. That would be cool. We could write. Oh, <gasps> y'all Girl. want a brown and balanced book? Oh my god! Be about our, both our lives. Oh my god! I ain't gonna lie. Not even I that type of book. I was just about to say. First of all, I know we only five episodes in, but as we continue to go on this journey with different episodes, every episode, like how number one was about intentional friendships, mm-hmm. each chapter can be, be about, about our topics and what we talked about, I like and that. giving you the insight of like brown and balance, kind of like, like a self help. Yes, digging deeper and giving you like a self help book. That would be really cool. Would y'all like that? Let us know. Please. Y'all don't let us know nothing. Y'all are quiet. <laughs> y'all a quiet family. We no, need to talk over but here. We did want to start trying to, you know, let you guys know that it's okay to have triggers. Yeah. Just know that it's okay to not to be okay and it's okay to be okay. Exactly. So just recognize those things and take that into consideration. Next time you feel that you are upset mm-hmm. or you feel that you're emotional, that could be something that's triggering you. Mm-hmm. So just take a mental note for yourself and just be like, you know what? going forward i already know now yes. now i know to stay clear from this i know to separate myself exactly. from this subtract myself from this equation so if you guys have any triggers or you guys have any ways to help us go through our emotions with our triggers please let us know leave us a review send us an email please give us some techniques because we trying to help each other exactly we all trying to go through this journey together i get triggered by food sometimes i'm trying to be on the girl okay chicken wings <laughs> trigger me oh she don't like she don't like drums she only like flats yes i only like flats so don't nobody come around with no flats don't nobody come around with no texas royal house but no that's serious though like food can be a trigger for somebody you know you have to learn how to have some self-discipline as well though you're trying to get over things and then people just keep coming at you coming at you with different things so like you just said it's really important for you to just you know learn different techniques and make sure that at the end of the day that you're choosing yourself first take that self-inventory you know that something doesn't feel right in your spirit or in your mind and it brings out the fear or it just doesn't make you feel well overall or loved or loved yes walk away from it if you don't feel that pure blissfulness whenever you touch something or you walk into a room leave 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 it let it go let it go and give it to god because it wasn't meant for you and it's not serving you it's It's not not. (laughs) it's not but we do want to thank you again for tuning in for another episode of the brown and balanced podcast we are going to be dropping again so we will see you next time see you guys next time love you Bye. bye